This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. This just in. Paranormal phenomena of almost biblical proportions have been sweeping the nation, causing mass hysteria among the populace. We all go a little mad sometimes. And I'm here to do the devil's work. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Mostly come at night. Mostly. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Don't Tap the Glass, an investigation and reporting podcast dealing with all things occult and macabre. My name is Brandon. I'm in the driver's seat today, so to speak. But (laughs) I am joined, as usual, by my good friends, Luke and Shelby Godfrey. No, they are not married. (laughs) Yeah, you say that every time. I do, Uh but I feel like there are still some people who don't get the message. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I don't help that because I joke about things all the time, so. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now everybody's confused on some of our other podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I'm sure you've already read the title. So, you know that this episode is a special one. Rapidly amassing over 70,000 subscribers on YouTube and over a million views on said platform. He's investigated places all throughout Baltimore and the rest of the U.S., from sanatoriums to castles, interacting with entities ranging from friendly spirits to the demonic. Please welcome Mike from Charm City Paranormal. That was an amazing intro. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me, everybody. Yeah, man, I'm really glad you can make it. I had had a soundboard that I was going to try. But I just blew my do, like, fucking the, ears out with audience. the applause thing. <laughs> so oh. I was going to do like a fun welcome Mike from Charm City. And I hit the preview button and I feel like I just saw God for half a second. <laughs> so I'm not going to use that soundboard. We can add it in I'm going to save you all. Nice little jump scare. Yeah. There you go. Perfect way to start the show off. Cool. Well, Mike, do you have anything you want to say to introduce yourself at all? Yeah, so I started Charm City Paranormal in May of 2020, just sort of as a fun, passionate project after having a paranormal experience while urbexing. And over time, that project sort of evolved into something more serious, um, something that I started to take more seriously and just try to make sense of it all. Um, You know, when I had that experience in the asylum, I... I didn't know what was going on. Um, I heard this inhuman sound that I had never heard in my life, terrified me. I was curious about it, but it was really just, just like, um, just sheer curiosity. It wasn't, I wasn't really trying to research anything. I wasn't trying to learn about energies and what types of entities there are that exist and history and research. It was really just a fun hobby. And you know, two years of exploring Forest Haven really changed my life, meeting Clarabelle, having that attachment, mm-hmm. going into that place, learning of what's there and why. It, um, I don't know, it just changed my perspective on all this. Mm-hmm. And it became less about hunting them and more about understanding them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it just, it remained a project. It was a passion project. I had a full-time career in IT. You know, I made good money. I had a, basically a secure future. And 
one day I woke up and my whole life changed with this. You know, I saw 50,000 people subscribe to the channel in <laughs> just under a month. And the views just kept going up. And yeah, it completely changed my life. And I realized that this was no longer about me and what I was doing. It was about validating experiences for others. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I started to take it more seriously and yeah. do my research. And well, here we are. <laughs> That's and wild. I think that might be why part of the reason why you might have amassed, you know, 50,000 in that short of a time is probably because you're very respectful about how you go about doing things and investigating and talking oh, to yeah. the spirits. Um, and I think people see that and it's something, unfortunately, that isn't seen enough. And I think people really, really appreciate that. Thank you. And I really try. I mean, starting out, most people start, everybody starts the same way. You have an experience, you get scared. Most people either run away from it and never want to talk about it again or bury it, or they get curious and want to explore it. Mm -hmm. But it never really evolves beyond just curiosity and having scared moments or just getting responses from things around you. Really, it's, it's a very small percentage of people that go beyond that and want to not only validate the experience for themselves, but the other people around them and show that this is real. You can be respectful to whatever is there. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And have conversation with these spirits or energies and get the reactions that you want from them. It's just a lot of this stuff is sensationalized and it really mm -hmm. bothers me yeah. that there's people that, you know, hype it up and sensationalize it and profit mm -hmm. off of basically making scripted content that kind of invalidates things for me and a lot of other people. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a huge problem. And for me, I just want to validate my experiences and validate the experiences of millions of other people around the world. Mm -hmm. Not to uh, like throw dirt on anyone's name, but I feel like the sensationalism with ghost hunting kind of stemmed through, uh, I think his name was Zach Baggins getting his like mm -hmm. network television show. Oh gosh. Where like every scene transition, they had like a gunshot sound effect that's just intended <laughs> to scare you. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I jumped in my chair looking at a, a fucking tree. Like, something stupid, but they'll be like, and bam, here's this tree that someone could have died <laughs> at. And it's like, okay, sure. I mean, not even specifically people. I think it's just paranormal media in general, you know, Absolutely. in the last 20 or 30 years mm -hmm. has been, it's all been sensationalized and just for ratings and views. And I get it, you know, it's a business just like anything else, but yeah. When I had my experience and then I tried to validate that through a lot of stuff online, I just found that most of it wasn't real and that mm -hmm. wasn't how it went. And it was just kind of frustrating. And I was like, this this isn't what happened. So I, I yeah. started going out and doing it more. <laughs> and then I realized it's like none of this stuff is like this, at least what's yeah. portrayed online. Yeah. And a huge reason why I do what I do is just to show people like this is the reality of it. This is what we do and this is what you can do and anybody else can do with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, looking back on previous episodes that we've recorded on this show, I've always sort of joked that I was the token skeptic, you know, because <laughs> I, I my previous experiences with the paranormal was the the hyper fixated media version of it all all the 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 fake stuff the editing the 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 scripted stuff and i i gotta say after watching your content recently it it, it legitimized a lot of what is actually real for me 
especially the uh the estes method oh my gosh the first the first video i saw of that i was shocked i was like holy holy shit wow that's awesome yeah yeah, your content definitely helped me like come come to terms with like what is actually real and out there because i'd always been like skeptical of it i'm like okay either some of it's real or none of it's real i'm not sure but that your content definitely helped me like see things in a different light and i want to thank you for that first off yeah, awesome, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really happy to hear that. That's great. And it's good to always have like a healthy dose of skepticism when it comes to this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. keyword healthy, keyword healthy. Mine was not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a very fine line to teeter because, you know, when you start out a full-blown skeptic or even not even a believer, and then you have some crazy life-changing experience, you, it kind of puts you on edge for a while, at least for yeah. the first year or two you know you think about it and then every little noise and thing that happens around you you know you're like is that a ghost is it not um but you have to you know be skeptical about everything and every investigation every location that you go to every video that you watch you have to try and i always say to debunk things first and try and Mm -hmm. figure out if there Mm -hmm. is a way to explain it instead of just jumping straight to paranormal Mm -hmm. and then if you can't figure it out then i mean there's really not much room for debate there you can either label it as paranormal or at least just inconclusive but at 90 percent of the things that we've done uh at least as far as investigations go we've been able to debunk most of the stuff that happens like we'll hear it in the moment or we'll see it in footage and then we'll review stuff together and we're like oh wait it was your stomach or somebody coughed or you know there, there's a explanation for it and I don't know. It's just I, I feel like people need to see that so they know mm-hmm. what to look yeah. for, at least with other investigators or creators, because, again, it's just healthy skepticism. Yeah. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen like we were talking about earlier. Like there's a very well known um, he does Urban X as well as some paranormal investigation um and like they're they're from the city which obviously nothing against that but the problem is is that they went like into they went to go look for the jersey devil so they went into the pine barrens and all of a sudden they're like oh my gosh do you hear that that thing that's growling and hissing at us it was deer snorting in the woods (laughs) like (laughs) they never they never actually looked it up and then they just posted it and i mean it's a very i mean he's probably got half a million followers on you know, subscribers on youtube and it's like come on like if you're gonna put that yeah, out there yeah. maybe you should fact check I mean, <laughs> yeah i mean it, at the end of the day when you're making that kind of money and it gets views they don't it's not about like validating things it's about yeah making money at that point mm-hmm. and, and most people will admit that they watch that kind of stuff for entertainment i personally mm-hmm. think some of it's entertaining too just to watch it oh yeah like you know, like I'm on the couch or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's, this is cool. It's whatever. But, you know, there are people that believe that that stuff is real. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's kind of manipulative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is because you're playing with people's emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean I think it. just. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> oh, well, no, I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, even food critics eat at McDonald's, you know? Like, it's not five-star, mm-hmm. like, genuine Ooh, investigations oh, yeah. every time you pick up your phone or log into YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those super dramatized, like, heavy sound effects and super oh, yeah. out there shit, like, that's that, that can be fun. But I feel like not everyone has the mindset of like, oh, this is a McDonald's meal or, oh, this is like a Michelin star meal. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, it, I'll totally admit it's fun to watch that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I know when I first started doing this before I knew anything, because I, I didn't grow up with like the shows. I was not into the paranormal. I, I had a career in IT for almost 15 years. Yeah. So I had my world. I was a computer nerd. And then this happened and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I realized there's this huge community of people and investigators and celebrities and all like there's a whole world in this stuff. And I'm like, damn. And I start looking into the bigger people and it's like, I just kind of shook my head and I'm like, no, nah, this, this isn't, this is like, what is this a series, like a TV series or something? This isn't real. Yeah. And I'd look and people thought it was, and I'm like, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> it just kind of continued on from there. So I guess to kind of go off the idea of like, you had your world, you had your, your worldview, I, I would even say before your encounter in, um, in Forest Haven, it was it was Forest Haven that started it all, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So before you had that encounter and all of these things started happening, and obviously where you got you know to where you are now, in a past podcast appearance you've made, you've used the phrase "in your most recent life." So, do you believe in a form of reincarnation? And I guess as like a part two to that question. Have your thoughts on the afterlife or spiritual world changed since beginning your investigative career? And if they have, how? Absolutely. Growing up, I'd say around the age of 12, 13, I started to sort of explore spiritualism and just different religions, not one specific, but just kind of learning about it. I was interested in that kind of stuff. And towards my late teens, early adult life, I had some things happen to me that sort of changed how I view spiritualism and just life in general, just, you know, how fragile it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I've always been a pretty spiritual person, but I would say getting into the paranormal has definitely opened me up to that a lot more. It's allowed me to explore different aspects of myself and I guess do a lot of, a lot of internal work. Um, work through a lot of struggles in my own life, as well as be able to help people that are working through their own struggles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I feel a lot, I guess you could say lighter overall. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of heavy weight and burden that I carried around leading up to that release or that experience. Um, it's really helped me. It's It's done nothing but positive things for me. I mean, of course, we all have struggles and even throughout all this positivity and all, it's not been mm-hmm. rainbows the whole time. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've had yeah. really hard times in the last couple of years, you know, since starting it, but just mindset overall, I feel like I can overcome almost anything just based off of dedicated spiritual practice. Whereas I didn't have mm-hmm. that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was okay. always a uh, mm-hmm. forethought. It was just something, you know, I do believe in life after death. I don't know what happens. That's it. That's like the whole extent of it, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. With the paranormal and all the experiences that I've had, it's it's changed my life absolutely for the better. And it's never been about like money or fame or any of that stuff. Because again, this was just a hobby for me. Like I, I had no intention of like trying to grow this and be some big paranormal investigator. It was never like that. It was just for fun. And one day... When I was almost ready to pull the plug on it, it just was like, nope, not yet. You're not, 
you're not done. <laughs> and it just seemed like a sign. And already being a spiritual person leading up to that moment, that was two years after I started doing this. I just looked at it as a sign, like, you're not done yet. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So, yeah, it's if this is if reincarnation is real and I have if all of us have lived multiple lives or some of us have and some of us haven't, uh, this is definitely the best one that I've been on so far. <laughs> Good. I can, I can I can relate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, Luke, you're kind of at the point you're kind of getting to that tipping point of I'm getting there. I'm getting where before, there. you know, you were super, super more logical minded, tangible evidence kind of thing. But I think mm. you're starting to shift as well now. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. some religious trauma that was the backing force behind <laughs> that. And I'm still like going through that therapy has been an amazing thing. Folks get on <laughs> it if you need to. Um, yeah, but yeah, I true. think, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where that leads me. I think I was, was probably somewhere around 18 or 19 when I started to like actually believe because mm -hmm. I grew up Christian family. Mm -hmm. Things happened, made me question a lot. Found out once I hit middle school and that that worldview really opens up, you know, you start to interact with people who aren't just your family in a lot of ways. And you mm -hmm. find that one kid who's like, oh, yeah, I'm atheist. I don't believe in anything. And you're like, holy shit, that's an option. Like, I could, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What the yep. hell? Can't, Sign yep. me up. Can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I went through that. I mean, I shouldn't say went through that like it's a problem. I was an atheist for a very long time. And then much like how the paranormal kind of slapped you in the face, Mike, same happened with a um, I had like an attack in my sleep, which I I wrote off as um, what's the word? Sleep paralysis. Yeah. Until the uh, women who lived in my house, I was in like a, a duplex for college students. And there was a guy's side and a girl's side. This thing happens. I might tell the story at some point on this show. Um, but the girl, one of the girls on the girl's side is banging on our door, crying, asking to see me because she had a nightmare about me being attacked. Oh, fuck. What? So it's like, oh, my word. yeah. And like my room was a mess. Damn hand on the bible you know like my room was a mess shit was it, the house smelled horrible like after that i was like yeah never mind like i'm can't really deny it anymore like this shit's real like there's yeah and who was yeah. it? i think it was ed it, it was either ed or lorraine warren they have a pretty uh pretty interesting quote about like um like the fairy tale is real god is real the devil is real and like something about your fate or whatever hangs on which you decide to follow something along those lines i, I can't quote mm. them i don't mem memorize it but yeah i don't know it's kind of interesting it's interesting stuff looking at the way that your worldview can change in such a short time yeah almost instantly yeah i mean whether it's god or the universe or chaos whatever it may be it seems like it decides when you're supposed to be ready to be like believe, I guess, in these things yeah. and like to open mm -hmm. your eyes to it. And it just makes that decision for you. Like, yeah, I don't think I've you ever heard of someone being like, I want to believe. And then it happens. It's typically like, eh, I'm good. And then they're just hit in the face with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can't deny it at that point. That's <laughs> yeah. I feel like most of the people that I know, at least that I've worked with while doing this, it's all happened the same way. It's it's a very common theme they were like i didn't mm -hmm. believe until i did 
going back to Forest Haven, you had mentioned that, or somebody had asked you once that, um, did you think it was possible that the entity that chased you out of the building was some toward some sort of cryptid? And you said that, yes, you've thought about that and you had a whole cryptid theory tangent, but you weren't going to get into it then. Would you mind getting into it now? Because I really <laughs> want to hear this cryptid theory tangent. Oh, yes, please. I mean, well, we have the goat man here or a goat man here. He's like. 20 minutes from Forest Haven near another abandoned hospital called Glendale and like that whole wooded area. So he's not, I mean, he's capable of traveling. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have to go very far. Maybe it was just mm-hmm. the one time that we came across him because some of the feet looked like hooves. Mm-hmm. Like they were shaped almost huh. like mm-hmm. dress oh. shoes, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's like, why Why is he there? Why would anybody yeah. be there yeah. barefoot? Because there's, like I said before in other podcasts, there's class absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like rust, uh, rusted metal, nails, pieces of wood. Like you could not walk 10 feet through there without slicing your feet wide open barefoot. So mm-hmm. why would somebody take... I don't know, a good 10 or 15 steps through a puddle in a hallway in this building towards us. Mm -hmm. And then they just disappear. Like they just, they disappear. I still look at those pictures to this day. Every time somebody asks me about it, I go back and I just look and I pull up that snippet of footage (laughs) and I still try to just Uh look anywhere. Cause I I scanned it very slowly. And every Mm -hmm. time I go back and look, I don't see them go in any other direction. It went from the puddle towards our door and that was it mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. so if it was a cryptid that's wild wait like i think cryptids are ghosts anyways like i don't think cryptids are physical beings huh. mm-hmm. that's what i was just going to ask you actually because you had at towards the end of the forest haven video when you when you were doing the estes method you said that same that same sound came through like you heard it not not through the headphones but you were just sitting there and then you heard it so that makes mm-hmm. that does make me wonder if if you know like you just said if that cryptid is is a more spiritual entity as well. Yeah, I honestly think that there are far more than just ghosts or dead people mm-hmm. wandering around. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen crazy shit since doing this, like just mind-blowing shit that wasn't recorded or it was on like a private investigation or doing a tour at the theater. You know, you can't capture every moment. Yeah. There, most of the stuff that happens to people is very personal, but chances are, if you're brave enough to share it, somebody out there is going to come forward and be like, hey, I had the same thing happen to me. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of evolves more into that. I think that's where cryptids come from, because mm-hmm. people are seeing like the same entities that aren't human mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're giving them nicknames. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think cryptids are physical beings. I have yet to see one. Yeah. Makes sense. I think that's fair. This portion of today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at NordVPN. But Brandon, what's NordVPN? I am glad you asked. NordVPN is the most secure, fastest, safest, and easiest to use VPN on the market. Is it is it easy enough for me to use on, on my cellular device that I use in the hole that I live in? Because I haven't heard of NordVPN. With a single click, baby. Oh, love it. Did you know that every single website that you visit has full access to your 
IP address and your internet service provider? <laughs> I feel violated. You should, because a lot of these websites are doing that without you even knowing. But do not wander off into the wild, wild west of the internet without your six-shooter on your hip, baby. That six-shooter being NordVPN. They will keep you covered and protected, and it's the fastest VPN on the market. It won't even slow down your browsing. Huh, that's that's pretty useful. I, I got pretty slow internet. I don't want a VPN slowing it down, so that's, that's, that's some good shit. But you see, Luke, that's not all it does. Did you know that Netflix catalogs available in Canada and the United States have the joint lowest average IMDb score of only 6.95? What, what does that mean? That means our movies suck here for <laughs> Netflix. Damn. Netflix isn't really getting the best movies for the US and Canada audience. But South Korea has 109 Oscar-winning films in its Netflix catalog, and you can have full access to those by using a VPN and setting your search address from South Korea. Huh. So I can basically get any of the shows or movies that I want to through one subscription and not having to pay for a ton. Exactly. Well, Brandon, where do we sign up? That's the easiest part, buddy. You just click the link in the episode description and get started with NordVPN today. Don't wait. I'm looking at your IP address right now. <laughs> it starts with a three. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Forest Haven one more time. Um, okay. uh, with Clarabelle, uh, have you noticed? Uh, I remember you saying in one of your most recent videos that you haven't had any contact with Clarabelle. Uh, has that changed recently or has anybody else from Forest Haven tried to get in contact with you outside of investigations? Like, uh, oh, what was her name? Gravetta? Gravietta. Grivietta, apologies. I'll just say, I'll say that I have talked to some people from Forest Haven. Mm -hmm. uh, they still do come through from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, Clarabelle doesn't come through anymore. She's gone. There's, she has different ways of just kind of letting me know that she's okay. Mm -hmm. oh, very cool. There's like little subliminal messages that I'll get throughout mm -hmm. the day Aww. that I don't know, after doing this for so long and or not even so long, but long enough, mm -hmm. you kind of start to figure out and discern what is and what isn't. Mm -hmm. Or at least I like That's to think fair. that. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. but, no, I think mm -hmm. I think yeah. you're right because energy has a, each energy has a specific signature to that, whatever that was, whether, you know, like yeah. Clarabelle in this instance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a fingerprint. Yeah, I've, I've had tons of moments where, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be out and I'll just think about her and then I'll see mm -hmm. something that, either ties to her or reminds me of her mm. i'm just Very it's cool. too coincidental each time yeah. it happens for me to be like mm -hmm. okay well that's her way of letting me know so yeah. um i don't think gravietta or john ever left i think mm. they're like still here mm -hmm. hmm. um i don't really hear from them much but mm -hmm. i know that they left the last time that we were there two years ago mm -hmm. i think that's how long ago we filmed there Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I actually just went there recently. It's, oh, I'm wow. able to get back there again. Um, oh, good. And it was, it was quiet as a mouse, but huh. it felt really good being back. That's good. So maybe that, you know, in the forest Haven video, the, the two mediums did open that portal and invited everybody to leave. And every time you go there, you know, you tell them, Hey, you're not stuck here. You can leave, you know, maybe that message mm -hmm. sunk in. I think it did. Um, mm -hmm. I went a couple times. And went through Curly. Nothing. Mm -hmm. There was one building towards the back that 
is very dark. It's just mm -hmm. very heavy energy back there. So not everybody left. There are still people there, but mm -hmm. it's far quieter than it's ever been. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. for sure. Uh, following up that question, and like we said before, if any of these get too personal or too uncomfortable for you at all, just let us know and we can just skip them and go for it. Oh, no. I mean, I'm happy to tell you guys like whatever you want to know. It's just certain things okay. that I... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like spiritual weird stuff that's happened to me over the last couple of years that mm -hmm. the way that I present my work to people and I've mm -hmm. always, cause I've always been very skeptical and like try to rationalize things and explain them mm -hmm. and to go from that to just being like, Hey, guess what? I have ghosts living in my house and mm -hmm. I can talk to them and stuff. They're going to be like, come on, really? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's just very personal to make such a huge jump from that. So yeah. mm -hmm. no, that, I kind of skate around it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, whatever like people can believe whatever they want to believe i've had exactly way too many validating experiences for me to not believe it and i don't gain anything by making shit up but right can't make everybody happy right oh yeah <laughs> you're never gonna make fair. everybody happy no 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 not in the world we live in um Many investigators believe that if an entity is presenting as a child, that it's either false or possibly demonic. That doesn't always seem to be the case. Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? For me personally, I don't think it's always demonic or evil. I'm sure we can all recall being children, you know, between the yeah. ages of three and ten, and how hard it was to control our emotions and reactions to things, especially things that we didn't like or didn't approve of. So if it is a child and if they are in spirit form, a child, and that's all they remember in their life, they're mm -hmm. going to react and act the same way. Mm -hmm. So I could see them getting upset or frustrated. Maybe they're not getting enough attention or they're unhappy with where they are. Mm -hmm. So they're reacting negatively. And that could be in the form of scratching people, uh, leaving bruises, making people mm -hmm. feel sick, emotional. Throwing things even, which is super rare. Poltergeist mm -hmm. activity is, I've had it happen once in the three years that I've been doing this. So very rare, but can happen. And people will mistake that for demonic activity and think that it's evil. Mm -hmm. That's completely fair. Not saying that it couldn't be. It definitely mm -hmm. could right. be. There's always that, that chance. Good cannot exist without evil and, you know, so on. But I don't think that everything is demonic. And it's just no. played up a lot. Mm -hmm. Like people play yeah. on that to... Sensa again, sensationalize the content mm -hmm. and yeah. make it more than what it really is. Mm -hmm. That's and fair. what you do that I also like that a lot of people don't, especially when investigating places like hospitals, asylums, you know, some of these places where, you know, mentally ill, the young have been housed and, you know, mistreated. A lot of that is sometimes people aren't verbal when they're on this plane. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the only way that mm -hmm. they can communicate is a scream or a growl or like pushing you, touching you. And, and it's not demonic most of the time. Um, in, in my personal experience, most of the time I found that, uh, you know, the demonic is few and far between in all actuality. That yeah. doesn't mean there's not a lot of very. dark stuff, but the dark, the actual demonic stuff is <laughs> very few and far between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have like a whole theory about that, but as far as demonic activity goes, I think truly the only demonic thing that I've ever experienced was at the Villisca Axe house. I think yep. whatever is there mm -hmm. is truly evil. And I don't mm -hmm. think it's 
I think it's been there long before the family moved in there. I think it's been there before the killer even had the idea to take the family out. Mm-hmm. Whatever is there is very old mm-hmm. and it's been around for a long time. And mm-hmm. I haven't experienced anything like that since. Yeah. Well, and you day. had said, and this is Brandon's actually, Brandon's question is actually about the Velisca X murder house, which is kind of a great segue, but <laughs> yeah. real quick, if I, if you don't mind me asking Brandon, um, mm-hmm. You had done the history on the Velisca Axe Murder House like you do on everything, which is awesome. And you had said that one of the guys um, that was investigating there went in by himself when he was told not to. And he ended up stabbing himself to the hilt. And he yes. said, you know, it was like this white this white fuzz that came out basically. And then he, he mm-hmm. doesn't remember anything between then and waking up in the hospital. In the history, you had said that. This guy had claimed, and I don't remember the specifics, my apologies, but this guy had had um, confessed to it and nobody in the town believed him. It was but, a priest, I believe, that had confessed yeah, to it. Yeah, that everybody thought he was a little cuckoo. And then, mm-hmm. but I was thinking, like, as you were talking about that, like, well, you know, if if he could take, if the entity could take over somebody to stab themselves, why couldn't the entity take over somebody to do their bidding and, and you know, kill these people? Yeah, and I mean... That even ties into the theory of demonic possession. I mean, mm-hmm. the the uh, notion of being under a like trance, so to speak, mm-hmm. and not remembering what you do and what you say while being possessed is pretty like par for the course when it comes to, to uh, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Now, why a demon would possess this man who is investigating just to try to make him stab himself? I don't know. I so think I mean, he was taunting it. He was taunting it, wasn't he? Yeah. Way longer than he was supposed to. Uh, Johnny said that, like, he tells everybody you're supposed to go outside if you start to feel weird. Usually every 15 to 30 minutes. He was Mm -hmm. in the house for hours without going out, and he was in there by himself. Oh, no. Jesus. Okay, that makes sense. I feel like he was in there long enough for it to sort of take over and do what Mm -hmm. it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that sounds about right then. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think... uh, if I remember right, the story is a man hid in the attic mm-hmm. and waited for the family to go to bed. Mm-hmm. No way that this family just came home and within 30 minutes, you know, this guy is good to go and yeah. everyone's asleep. So, I mean, for all we know, this guy could have been up in the attic long enough for this thing, whatever it may be, to influence him at the very least. Because yeah. for all we know, he could have been there for a simple burglary. It could have been wait till everyone's asleep, steal some stuff, get out. Right. Or if he was, you know, mentally unstable as the town claimed he was, unfortunately, they they tend to be a little more susceptible to influences of that sort, too. Just by a lack of things like shielding practices, which does get me into the uh, the next question. So when you've talked about the Velisca Axe murder house, you have mentioned this rage you felt and how you couldn't get it to settle down while you were in the house. But like you said, after a few minutes outside, you start to feel better again. Then as soon as you went back in, it would just start right back up. Since this investigation, have you learned shielding methods or other ways to help keep spirits from manipulating aspects of yourself like they did that day? Yes. Um, I wear a lot of different types of protection. I'm wearing some now, uh, black tourmaline, obsidian, nice. spectrolite, um, envisioning light grounding myself, keeping a positive mindset before I go into investigations during and after, mm-hmm. especially when you go to some of these other places that are just, they're super dark. 
history is mm-hmm. tragic. You know, a lot of people died there or suffered there. And I don't know, for me, I guess it's just, it's easy for me to unfortunately pick up on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even more yeah. so after the Axe House. It, yeah. The Axe House mm-hmm. did something to where now, mm-hmm. if I go to a place that's really heavy, I just, as soon as I go through the front door, I'm like, shit, this mm-hmm. is going to be, it's going to be a long oh, night. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not all places are like that. Sometimes you walk in and you just, you don't feel anything at all. And then other mm-hmm. places, it's as soon as you hit the front door, um, every hair on your body stands up and you're like, Phew. Um, mm-hmm. but now I'm, I, I do daily practice. Um, I cleanse my space, my house at least two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to do things to reduce my overall stress. Uh, therapy definitely helps. Mm-hmm. You know, like Luke said, <laughs> get therapy. It helps. Um, you know, and just, and just doing different things to try to proactively improve my life little bits at a time. And that yeah. in turn, not only obviously benefits me, but it benefits in what I'm doing with my investigations. Cause whatever is out there, they see it and they want to talk to us. Otherwise they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a stupid question. Never mind. No, Wait, no, no now I want to know. No such thing. No I such thing. to say. No. You know, um, <laughs> assuming that someone who is listening has zero knowledge of the supernatural or paranormal, is there like, a uh hmm is there like a a one protection to rule them all i guess you could say like you would that you would recommend to people like if they had don't at the time to only research and learn about one which one should they use i mean i think it really boils down to personal preference because like some people like to wear jewelry some people don't um for the people that do black tourmaline or obsidian mm-hmm. For the people that don't, same thing, but just get a little stone, <laughs> keep it in your pocket, mm-hmm. keep one in your car, on your desk, just keep it around you. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, it's not so much the stone or the sage or the palo santo or the in- incense. It's not, it's the intent that you put into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people fall short. Yep. is that they read this book or they mm-hmm. look up an article and they follow the instructions to a T, but their life still sucks. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like, it's not actual magic. It's magic for you. It's tailored to you. Mm-hmm. And it's about mm-hmm. the intent that you put into it and how much you believe in mm-hmm. it. So if you don't believe in it and you're just doing it because you see that it works for other people with mm-hmm. no, I guess, heart into it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you are going to do something like that, um, mm-hmm. I would say just get a little pocket stone and believe that it's working mm-hmm. and also proactively yeah. take steps to better your life on your own because the spirits aren't <laughs> going to do it for you. But you besides go. that on a spiritual aspect, um, <laughs> it, it, I feel like it keeps me safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And shit. for our listeners out there, if you uh, do use something like obsidian, tourmaline, you know, a little rock you find on the side of the road, a metal object that you found that, you know, you think is or that you put the attention into, you know, hey, protect me, you know, keeps bad energy from me. Make sure you cleanse these things, please, at least every once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, I, I have a friend who um, had an obsidian sphere and um, they never, ever uh, cleansed it and they just kept continually putting their dark you know dark thoughts dark energy anything bad mm. into the sphere and they never cleansed it and I walked in their room and I'm like what do you have in here and they're like oh you mean this <laughs> and I'm like when was the last time you cleansed that and they're like what does that mean I'm like oh no <laughs> oh no yeah so um so needless to say they cleansed it and their space got much better after that and and bad things actually had started happening and they stopped after they cleansed it so cleansing is super important you know if you have specific rocks or crystals you know check make sure that they are not dissolvable in water because one way that a lot of people cleanse their crystals is run them in water um you can use incense you can use intention meditation all that stuff so just be careful on selenite too yep put them in the Mm -hmm. sun Yep. Leave them yep. there for a little while. Um, I like to mm-hmm. burn Palo Santo because mm-hmm. from what I understand, it just cleanses negative energy and yep. leaves the positive. Mm-hmm. Whereas sage is sort of a neutralizer. It yes. gets mm-hmm. rid of both good Clears and bad. Everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sage is like a spiritual antibiotic. Palo Santo Pretty is a much. spiritual probiotic. <laughs> yeah. Put that on yeah. a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual yeah. probiotic. This might just be a nerd tangent, but the whole time you're talking about like a black orb mm-hmm. full of negative energy, all I could think about was the uh, Black Star Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball oh, GT. Wow, <laughs> that's the, like the second time this week you've brought up Dragon Ball GT. Do you need to rewatch that show or something? I think I do, man. I think I you think do. I do. <laughs> hey, listener, turn this off. I'm kidding. Don't turn this off. After this, <laughs> go watch Dragon Ball GT. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't, don't either way. Don't watch the. Never mind. I'm not going to say it because I know I'm going to butcher it again and get <laughs> do it, loud. do it, do it, say it. What is it that? Oh, say it, say it. The common common common. I am so sorry, listeners. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Were you calling it the common hominy? No, the common hominy. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm stealing that. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. It brings me joy every time she tries to pronounce it. Uh, that was great. Thank I'm you. glad it used to piss you off. But, uh, honestly, I think personally, the biggest thing you can do to protect yourself during investigations is, you know, like you were saying, intention, but honestly, your own mental health, because if you're going into these places, especially places that have a darker energy, um, you really, really want to make sure you're in as, as good of a place as you can be before dealing with some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's why I emphasize on taking proactive steps to mm-hmm. better yourself, especially if mm-hmm. you're going to do this full time or even as a hobby, because, mm-hmm. you know, you are what you attract, whether you mm-hmm. want to believe that or not, it's very true. And when you finally mm-hmm. realize that it changes a lot on how you look at life and how you approach things. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't look at life that way until I started doing this. And when I really started putting mm. in the intention of what I wanted to attract and what I wanted to get, I noticed that it started to work. It obviously wasn't overnight, but mm-hmm. you know, my investigations are 
way better now than they were in the beginning because of my intention in what I put out there now. Mm -hmm. And it works. You have to be willing to put in the effort and make a conscious decision to want to better yourself. And in turn, I think investigators will get a lot better responses and things out there will be willing to speak to you because they see that you have good intentions. You don't have to mm -hmm. prove anything. They know. They can see it. Mm -hmm. You Anybody can tell me all day that they believe and that they're not a skeptic and they've had experiences and all that. But if I take mm -hmm. you somewhere and nothing is happening at all, it's your <laughs> fault. And I know you're lying to me because <laughs> yeah. they don't lie. So just have good intentions and work on yourself. And in turn, I think you'll get much better responses and you'll keep yourself safe while doing this. You won't really have to worry so much about bringing stuff back because there's a lot of people that do what I do and they do it full time. I know, mm -hmm. I know there's one guy in particular that goes like two, two and a half, three weeks out of each month in these places. He'll spend a week wow. or two weeks in there and live stream it. That's and insane. sleep there for a week oh. and then go home and then take a break and then go back out for three or four days. And he's always in a haunted location. So Holy if cow. you're doing stuff like that, you have to be mindful of mm -hmm. where your mindset is, how you're taking care of yourself and mm -hmm. grounding yourself. Otherwise, you're, that guy's yeah, got to love gonna... his life. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. He's yeah. he's all over all the time, but <laughs> you just got to be careful if you're going to be in these places all the time. Mm hmm. Do you ever get frustrated during an investigation? Um, you know, sometimes you feel like you're really not getting clear answers or, you know, even very many answers, but then you go back and review the footage and then you realize there's like a gajillion EVPs of spirits trying to converse with you and answer your questions. Do you ever get frustrated when that happens? Oh yeah, all the time. And believe it or not, the farmhouse video that yeah. is one of my most viewed videos now, that mm -hmm. investigation was like that. Mm -hmm. Up until the end, when we went upstairs, which I don't want to spoil too much for people who haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's really good. But yeah, that investigation up to like the last hour that we shot mm -hmm. the Estes method upstairs, we mm -hmm. weren't really getting anything, at least in real time, that we could understand. And in between takes, I was just like, man, it's really quiet. Like, what's mm -hmm. going on? Nothing's nothing's happening. Like, mm -hmm. let's take a break and mm -hmm. recoup and try and figure out our next approach. And then we went upstairs and all that happened. I went home and reviewed it. And I'm like, holy shit, this yeah. is insane. Look at all yeah. these direct responses. Everything is, they're answering us and we just didn't know. So yeah, yeah it, it happens pretty often. But mm -hmm. I guess to, to follow up on that, I would say if that happens to you, just be patient either way. Mm -hmm. Don't expect anything and go in with an open mind because you could have the quietest night while you're out and go home and they're having like full blown conversations with you through your mm -hmm. cameras. So you never know. Yeah. I guess to, to kind of piggyback off of that question, cause I'm extremely curious about this. Mm -hmm. I know in one investigation, you mentioned that you had a couple like plugins that you used on the audio to try to single out. Oh yeah. Uh, EVPs. Yeah. What does that process look like? Cause like from an, like an audio nerds perspective, it makes me, <laughs> Like I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to think of like what kind of like vocal chain you would use on mm -hmm. essentially silence to be able to pick out voices. Finally, I've been waiting so long for somebody to ask <laughs> yes. me this question. I'm like, nobody's <laughs> ever going to ask me how I do that. But never say never. 
<laughs> I just have like my racks right next to oh, me. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that question's been on my mind for a while. Yeah, the the process has changed a little bit over time. Um, starting out, I didn't know how to even filter out or sort through EVPs, so I would just put like a denoise and try to balance it and see if I could find stuff and turn it up mm. loud. Like, oh, it's too filtered. Turn it up louder. Over time, <laughs> I started to. I guess I don't want to say care because then it sounds like I didn't care. I just didn't know what I was doing, but I would, I spent a long chunk of time just dedicated to the audio portion of the videos because I really wanted to figure out a way to filter the EVPs. Mm -hmm. um, eventually it broke down to putting dynamics on the audio with a compressor, broadcasting the compressor, a 30 band EQ, Denoise, de reverb, de esser, and I think that's it. And then balancing everything out. Brandon, are you writing this down? I have this on record. Oh, okay, that's yeah. <laughs> it's all in Premiere too. Like I don't use third-party editing software. I have FL Studio, which I could just do mm -hmm. through there and all the plugins on there. But I don't know. Premiere Pro has just worked for editing huh. audio. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if I put it in FL Studio, I could do way more, but Hell yeah. I need like a whole month for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Going back a little bit to, and no spoilers, but something else that I like about your videos and um, the way you present things on YouTube is it's not clickbaity at all. So like the farmhouse video, again, no spoilers, but you know, something happens during that Estes method um, that is more tangible proof when um, you and Matthew are under and David's asking the questions and he asks, are you in the red room? And then, you know, the thing happens, you know, you could have mm -hmm. put that as clickbait and you didn't. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know. I just think that's super professional and I really like how you don't, Thanks you know, so. try to do clickbaity stuff. It's extremely respectable. Mm -hmm. I, I got clickbaited so much. When I started doing this, because yes. <laughs> I, yes. again, I was scared and I didn't know what was happening. And it was like, mm -hmm. is this real? Is that real? Is this real? So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, if people are going to watch my stuff, I don't want them to ever feel like I'm deceiving them or lying mm -hmm. to them because that's not how I, I, I didn't start that way. I'm not going to continue that way. So yeah. I don't know. I just want people to know that what I'm doing is honest. And when they mm -hmm. see something come out that they can trust it's, it's going to be the same content it's always been. Hell yeah. I mean, judging off of some of these guys, like uh, thumbnails on YouTube, like oh, must be a pretty exhausting life to get scratched by a demon every other fucking week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, where are the scars? Literally. Yeah, where's all the scar marks? As uh, someone who's very new to paranormal investigation, hasn't gone on anything yet, but is planning to soon. Oh, you haven't? Uh, what are, I have not. I've not. I'm 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 a little virgin when it comes to paranormal investigations. <laughs> um, what are your What are your top do's and don'ts? Top do's: eat before you go. I'm not gotcha. kidding. I can't tell you how many times people really? forget or I forget, and then all of your EVPs are stomach growls, and you're hungry <laughs> and you're grouchy. Um, so, Actually, like, oh, all the That's time. Wild. Eat like 30 to 45 minutes before you start investigating. You'll Noted. thank me later. <laughs> um, get comfortable shoes you're going to be on your feet a lot okay. um charge all your equipment bring fresh batteries 
you know, it's all very basic stuff that you would think like, oh, I would remember that. No, you'll forget at least one of those things. <laughs> I always do every time. Yeah, every time. Um, go in with respect. Have an open mind. I always say treat it like fishing. Just don't expect anything. Just cast your line. Mm -hmm. Kick back and chill. Mm -hmm. If something happens, cool. If nothing happens, you're not there to expect anything. You're just going out there to like clear your head. Okay. Huh. And That's a good way to put it. I like that. Patience above all else. Um, all oh, my God. videos are obviously very edited. There's a reason for that because there's huge gaps in between all of our responses and things that are happening where it's just mm. total silence. Mm -hmm. And mm. it's okay to edit that stuff out and keep things legit. I just want to be able to keep people's attention. <laughs> and you can't do that with four hours of footage. <laughs> That's fair. There's 30 minutes of us just like sitting in the dark in the IR <laughs> camera like, you guys hungry? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, we have to cut all that stuff out, but just be patient because you never know. There might be that one thing that's going to happen at the end of the night that you're like, that was it. That was worth sitting in the dark for eight hours for. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. yeah, patience and don't, don't provoke. Don't antagonize. Don't be rude. Just talk to them the same way that you would talk to me or talk to one of your friends. It's just a conversation. And you're there to learn about them and give them space and see if they want to talk to you. Makes sense. And that's, that's mm. basically it. Just go in, be respectful, treat it like your house or treat it like a friend's house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. So I've noticed in some of your previous investigations that you seem to hear or see things either before they happen or as a camera or audio recorder picks them up. Now, I know a lot of people are very hesitant to claim this, but would you say that you have a like one of the extra senses, you know, like clairvoyance, clairaudience, etc.? I've been told by lots of people that I could be clairaudient just because I mm -hmm. hear stuff all the time. Um, and I've shown it in, what, half a dozen videos at this point, mm -hmm. the EVPs and the spirit box responses and Estes method, you can hear the spirit box through the headphones and, mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, yes, mm. but again, I'm still so new to this stuff mm -hmm. and I'm really only just learning about all this in the last few years that I don't know. That's fair. Honestly, if it wasn't for my dog, like looking in the direction of things I hear in my house <laughs> and seeing the same things that I'm seeing at the same time, like, yeah, I would have definitely lost my marbles a long time ago. So he has validated a lot for me. Um, yeah. Because he, you know, they say that like most animals and children can see that. Mm -hmm. So anytime something would happen in the house, like we would both see and react to it. And I'm just like, you saw that, right? Okay. <laughs> Not crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, again, I don't really like to claim that kind of stuff because just of just how I present my work and who I am. Like I, I try mm -hmm. to rationalize and show people truth, but also proof and to go from like, 
this sort of logical, rational explanation for everything to like, yeah, I can hear them. You're going to be like, ah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't ever want to leave that impression with my viewers. Like, I, I'm sure they know that yeah. I'm mm-hmm. being as honest and as forthcoming as I can about things, but mm-hmm. you're always going to have at least one or two people that are like, fucking boo. Why'd you do this? Well, like, then, you they need to get a dog. Jesus. Everyone's a medium. And it's like, no, it's not even that. I don't even, I cut so much out of our videos that has to do mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff just because I don't want to give people that impression. But, mm-hmm. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. So. yeah. A recent thing that seems to be happening when you go someplace new um, in, in your more recent videos is it seems like the spirits know who you are before you even introduce yourself. How has it been being ghost famous? What's it like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're a celebrity. It's weird. It's kind of unnerving at times when you walk into a yeah. brand new location that you've never been to. You've only read about like a couple of times and they're just like, mm-hmm. Michael, Mike, <laughs> what? Who are you? Why? Like, how do you know me? And it's, yeah. it's We're not been, like that yet. Come on. It's been like three or four places now, even mm-hmm. most recently. That's so um, wild. We went to this place, we went to a, a manor out on the eastern shore. And I was hearing my name in there, which it also makes me think there's probably somebody just following me that is saying mm. my name at locations. Like mm-hmm. maybe they're not making Some little themselves trickster. known here in my house, mm-hmm. but when I go places, they keep calling out to me. So it could mm-hmm. just be the same person over and mm. over. Yeah, it could be. And that actually kind of follows up with Luke's next question that I kind of have a question about. But anyway, um, but you oh, know, yes. I've noticed with <laughs> yes. some of the, investigators who are more respectful um none of them have you know your popular your popularity on youtube or anything like that but um the same thing happens with them the the more places that they've been the more that they go to a new place and the ghosts are like they're like cat catherine or like whoever it is that's doing the investigation Mm -hmm. even though they've never been there before i don't know i think i mean if they're all in the same plane or realm of existence, I think mm-hmm. word can travel through them the same way that it can travel, you know, through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a new D&D podcast? Well, look no further. The Encounter Table is a D&D 5e comedy podcast about four unfortunate teens taken by an evil dark wizard and thrown into his own sick and twisted game of Dungeons and Dragons. New episodes come out every other Wednesday. But that's enough of me, though. Let's meet the cast and characters. Jordan Maka as Clarissa Coldshore. I think we should do a team vote. Who thinks we should go get potions? Raise your hand. Verbally. Verbally raise your hand. <laughs> Luke Godfrey as Scott Travis. Yeah, be scared, bitch! Fuck, my voice just cracked so hard. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Fucking hell. America's DM, Mike Galato. Dex is like petting his crab. just fucking shit their pants? I swear. Guys, I... I, I <laughs> Who was that? I, I, need to, I need to run off real quick. I'll be right back. No way! Did Otto actually just shit himself on record? Jola Joyce is Preston Adeline. I feel like I could die. (laughs) (laughs) And myself, Brandon Hall, as Dex Turner. We'll see you soon over at the encounter table.
This one goes out to my stepson. Uh, we've been in the same vagina under different circumstances. So uh, here it goes. <laughs> And I mean, I guess if like the theory that um, spirits kind of feed off of our like excess energy, because mm-hmm. I've heard that kind of circulate a bit. So mm-hmm. maybe if there's someone who's very positive, very respectful, maybe mm-hmm. that like excess energy air quotes tastes better. They radiate so it's, a lot of positive energy and it attracts yeah, more so it's probably. Like, good word gets around about this Mike guy. Like he brings a lot of good energy into a place. Yeah. So for all we know, they could be like, oh, fuck yeah, Mike's here. And that's what you're catching. It's like them being excited. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I want to shake you, your hand. Do you mind if I ask a question before you do, Luke, real fast? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So kind of back on the communication between spirits things, do you think – I'm going to ask a question that isn't on the list, but the thing with portals, do you think portals exist? And if so, do you think that's part Ooh. of the reason or part of how they communicate? Absolutely. I – had a portal in my house for the longest time and didn't know it. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And there was all kinds of crazy shit happening in here for a good mm-hmm. six to eight months until wow. I figured it out. That's crazy. It was in my bathroom, in my oh. in the shower. And I huh. knew because obviously there's not going to be any electrical wiring or anything like that yeah. running mm-hmm. in or around mm-hmm. the tub. It's all mm-hmm. water. That makes so sense. It was, and we had... We had just remodeled it, so I knew for a fact there was no wiring over there. Mm-hmm. And if you take a K2 or any kind of device over to that tub or that mm-hmm. walk-in shower and, like, set it in there, it would go mm-hmm. off nonstop. Huh. And then I That's eventually crazy. kind of started prodding and asking questions. They're like, yeah, there's a portal here. So mm-hmm. it took a while to close it, but yeah. it calmed a bunch of shit in my house down, which mm-hmm. – Again, validates like, okay, portals are real. There's one at the Hinsdale house. There's one Mm -hmm. in Crescent. There's one in Forest Haven. Mm -hmm. There's one at like a lot of these bigger spots. And I think that they can travel in between Mm -hmm. and bounce around. Anything can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've actually wanted to ask you that question since um, the video that you did with Haunted Nights came out. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I wonder what he thinks about that. That would be interesting to ask. So that's fun. I finally got to ask. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think portals are definitely real. There's one at the mm-hmm. theater that I, I work at too. Oh, wow. oh really? Confirmed it that's multiple wild. times, mm-hmm. either through device responses, Estes methods, just various tests. Huh. They've all said mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's here. That's crazy. All right. I've got two silly questions now going off of that. <laughs> okay. uh, going off the portal in your shower. Has that ever turned shower thoughts into shower conversations <laughs> um just take the k2 in the shower with you <laughs> not that i so no not like directly investigating while i'm showering but, right right <laughs> uh, dedication, it's, baby. it's definitely a weird feeling when your hair stands up on your arms while you're in the shower i yeah. bet and you're that's like, ah, really weird feeling. You know, it's almost like a an electric feeling while you're taking mm-hmm. a shower. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, that's something crazy. is not right here. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be no slightly unnerving having though. having an electric <laughs> electrifying feeling while you're in the shower. Yeah, that's gotta be very unnerving. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was more like, can you guys just please, uh, like, I have to use this. I know you're right here, <laughs> but if you could just give me like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, I'll get out of your way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, second silly question of the day. Uh, what's the deal with all these Jacobs? Uh, in multiple videos, there's been either a Jacob or a Jacoby that you or someone else in the crew has interacted with. Do you think that there's just been one that's been sort of following you or your crew around, or do you think the mat- mm-hmm. blah, 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 excuse me? Do you think the mortality rate of Jacobs is just that high? That's a good take <laughs> on it, actually. I don't know. I think Jacob is a pretty common <laughs> name. So, and we had, you know, the Jacob at the most recent video or at mm-hmm. the galley. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Jacob at Forest Haven. We don't know if we're just running into a lot of Jacobs. I don't know. Maybe all the Jacobs have like converged together and had a conversation <laughs> about what we're doing. Um, or there is one Jacob that's following us around. Mm-hmm. None of us have really looked into it. I haven't had much time to like investigate around me other than just work. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And David lives in a haunted house too, so who knows? Anybody's yeah. going to answer him for attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if somebody's following us around or not. I would like to know. I have always thought that it was the Jacob from Forest Haven or Jacob. Yeah, that, that would make the most sense. That's yeah, what I've thought, honestly. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was but, trying to during that whole SS method in Forest Haven, like he was he was really like you could tell he was really trying to communicate with you past like, you know, the man in the wheelchair and the dark, the dark mm-hmm. entity that was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if he if he may have followed you. That could very well be it. We got it at Hinsdale House like the mm-hmm. first night we were there. And I think I misheard him and he got mm-hmm. very upset about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh kind of took it personal because for the rest of that investigation for both mm-hmm. nights, it was just a little bit more intense than we expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think it's either Jacoby or Jacob from Forest mm-hmm. Haven. If it is a Jacob following us around, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's here. I've tried to reach out to that Jacob several times and mm-hmm. I don't really get anything. I don't get device responses. Mm-hmm. I don't get EVPs. I just mm-hmm. kind of gave up on it. I just yeah. assume that, we meet a lot of Jacobs in the spirit yeah. world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could be. Before we go any further, is there any questions that you have for us that are of paranormal nature? Or any nature. Oh, yeah. Have any of you gone on paranormal investigations? Shelby and I have. Either Both public or private? Mm-hmm. Private, yeah. I've never never recorded anything. Um, our dad deals... Well, quick backstory. Luke and I are almost eight years apart. I'm eight, almost eight years older, so we had very very different childhoods growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. We did both grow up in a very traditional Christian sort of setting. um, So a lot of things got shoved down that were experienced. But um, the most recent one was the the most recent big one was a couple years ago. Um, My dad uh, or our dad has real estate. So he has a bunch of rental houses and stuff. And there was a sign when they bought the house on the back that said, this house is haunted. Have fun with that. Literally, that's what it said on a piece of cardboard on the back. Nice. And they're like, yeah, OK, haha, whatever. Um, and my boyfriend was working on the house and he just never felt right in it. Like there was always something off. And then like stuff would go missing, that sort of thing. And he was going up the stairs and the door kept locking like he kept unlocking it or he'd unlock it and it would lock. 
And so he turned to lock it again and he turned to go up the steps and he said a full apparition just for a split second, like mouth open, female long hair, just screaming, like rushed at him. And he almost fell down the stairs. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jesus. So at that point, um, a couple of friends and I went down and Luke actually came with us just to be moral support for poor boyfriend. <laughs> um, and they ended <laughs> up leaving because McDonald's while they did that. You did. You did. <laughs> and the, the entity ended up being like an egregore. Like it, there, a lot of bad stuff had happened in the house and it, it was never human. It was just a sentient being from a bunch of shit that had happened in the house. And, um, we ended up cleansing it and clearing it and helping the energy disperse onto bigger and better things. Um, and, but yeah, it was crazy because once the boys left, like the energy in the house totally changed. Um, it was much nicer. Like, like, I don't mm. know, like you might think I'm crazy. So sorry if you think I'm a little mm -hmm. woo woo, but, um, Kai had a piece of basil tucked in, she had her ponytail up and she had a piece of basil tucked in it. And we, I watched it, Jess and I both watched it. It literally got picked up, went up and then fell down. It's not like it just fell out. It did that three times huh. before we even did yeah, anything. Shit. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. So that's the biggest one I've ever been on. I mean, little things have happened all the time. I've seen stuff since I was little, um, blocked yeah. it out for a very, very long time because of um, the, the situation we grew, we were in growing up. But yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's and crazy. Brandon's no, had a I lot. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, me and my sister had like the stereotypical hat man that I'm sure you've probably at least heard about. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Where children will talk about seeing like a a shadowy figure that wears like a, almost like a bowler hat. Mm -hmm. Um, we had one of him and like our childhood home that we would talk to and he didn't really like us. Like, like again, this is more, uh, memory based or I guess trying to regain that memory. Cause it was so mm -hmm. long ago, Yeah, but it was definitely not a pleasant experience, but getting into high school, um, I had a friend named Braden who was very into like urban exploration and, he had this shitty sorry if you're listening Brandon, but he had this shitty little miata that would always <laughs> break down <laughs> and <clears throat> we were riding out in the backwoods of uh, this area called rock ridge and there was this white house which i mean we were pretty sure was abandoned um there was a singular like a street lamp right up like right on that property and it was just cut out enough of the trees to maybe be a quarter of an acre, like not very large at all. But we went in there one day, the door was open. And the moment we walked inside, I just felt nauseous. Like, there was no smell. So it wasn't like a gas leak or something decomposing in the house. I just felt right. nauseous. Mm -hmm. And then Braden starts saying that he's feeling dizzy. He's not feeling that great. So we walk outside, kind of just take a minute to breathe. But then we go back in and we try to like rush through the house to make sure there's no, you know, rotting animal corpse or anything in there. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing. And once we get to the back of the house, we realize that we feel fine mm -hmm. and that there's no like none of that heavy feeling, which obviously, you know, through time and experience, that's something heavy and dark must be there to give you that kind of immediate reaction. Like you said, on the front doorstep, you feel it. Mm -hmm. We're in there. And Brayden's saying that he's hearing things. I'm not really hearing much. We feel like we're getting followed, so we just leave. That night, um, I was kind of dabbling in different religions at the time. So I just prayed, and I was like, yo, God, 
if any of this shit is real, prove it. Like at this point, I'm I'm so sick of the hearing my friends be like, oh, I saw it. And then I'm just sitting there like, oh, cool. I want to throw up, but that's about it. <laughs> and we went back that next weekend and I could have swore I saw a woman standing in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And when we park in front of the house, she just walks in. So I'm like, hey, I think someone's here. And he's like, no, no, there's not. No I was like, OK, well, we should probably, you know, tell him hey we're not gonna we're not like if there's anyone home like let us know so we're not breaking and entering Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like you look at the house the windows are shattered the grass is like obviously no one lives there but i was so convinced that i saw this woman and like i don't know since then anytime that i have a friend who's like dude i think my apartment's haunted i'm like fuck yeah let me talk to him like (laughs) i want to figure out what's going on Granted, I don't have any of the equipment like EVP or not, like the the EVP recorders and mm-hmm. uh, K two meters, none of that yet. I mean, I would love to, but mainly just things like going and checking out haunted locations, trying to spark up a conversation, that kind of thing. So basically, you poked God and fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, like, I mean, uh, though these two, I have heard the stories. Like my girlfriend um, and I live together. We went on a walk and I just kept getting like someone like going like, like a pst in my ear. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Yo, very like who the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck is following me? So like I keep looking back and there's no one. It's like one in the morning. We're on a walk in a very quiet, nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I get back towards my house and I'm like, you know what? This is maybe uh, two months ago now, right, Luke or Shelby? Yeah, it hasn't even been that long, I don't think. It was recent. A month. Mm-hmm. But I, I just said, like, hey, if you're following me, stop. Like, you're not allowed to come into my home. Like, I'm not that that's my boundary. Mm-hmm. And I turn, we get up to the front door and I look out for just real quick. And I just feel like I see this man and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, damn Psst, to you, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, an, an instance yourself. where Jeez. my girlfriend was telling me about this um entity i should say Mm -hmm. that she kind of gave the nickname of lilith that lived in her home it appeared as a little girl yeah and we had went on um we had went on vacation and she was telling me about lilith and i just kept getting this very off feeling like the more she would tell me like the sicker i felt Mm -hmm. and i guess before i could even think it i was just like oh that that's demonic like you talking about it is making me feel sick like i can you nicknamed it lilith (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. yeah well she did not mother me. of demons right. great yeah. yeah yeah exactly not the best not the best thing to do but uh that night we fell asleep my left shoulder was against the bed and like her she was like on top of my arm right so there was like no way i could reach my arm i woke up at like four in the morning felt weird i went to the bathroom and i had these three scratches going from like just about like the chin line yeah to my shoulder and I mean, Damn. she corroborated it on the show a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But and she said, like, in that that night, she had a dream where Lilith was like screaming at her, mm-hmm. like calling her like a betrayer and all this crazy shit. And then me waking up with the scratches, she was like, OK, like, all right, I, we, I get it now. Brandon, when did that yes. happen? Oh, man. Um, probably that, that one actually, I think, is about two months ago now. Because remember the dream. Remember the dream of the thing that I took care of. Yes, with Luke and 
Do you oh, think if, it's if the same? If we're comfortable, we can tell that story. I don't yeah, think it's fine. the same. Yeah, Luke, why don't you tell it? Because yeah. you say you have no, you you've never had a paranormal have... experience, but I would say you did. <laughs> I was going to bring then, that yeah, up. Then yeah, then my dream the following night corroborates that. Yeah, yeah, I had a very vivid dream a few like months ago. Um, I was uh, living in my parents' house at the time, and I just had this dream of like going into the kitchen thinking that I heard something and then just doing a little silly hello and then like a million voices it felt like were screaming back at me hello and then I just see this woman sitting at our kitchen counter just sort of just like wave at me and then I wake up and then that, after that, that sounds like the, the next night, short story ever <laughs> it was it, it was it was so yeah uh i've so i have a weird habit of like when i can sense that my dream's about to get very fucked up i like wake myself up and like at that point i was like yep nope we're getting out of here we're <laughs> ejecting <laughs> we're ejecting ourselves from the astral plane or whatever terrifying. this is yeah um, and when you and when you talked about it luke you said it didn't feel like a dream at all like it didn't feel like a dream it didn't feel like a dream no it felt real in the moment mm -hmm. it like if it, it felt like one of the most real dreams that i've had recently mm -hmm. yeah and going off yeah. of that too yeah. um not necessarily a paranormal experience that i've had but a more metaphysical experience that i've had in recent times i don't even think i've told either of you about this brandon or shelby mm -hmm. um brandon you had talked about you and your sister growing up being able to like almost telepathically oh, communicate yeah. with each other and like guess what the other one was thinking mm -hmm. me and z got high out of our gourd uh about a, a month ago <laughs> a month or two ago and i was just like yo i want to try that i want to try that i was like hey get, guess the color i'm thinking of and like we did it for i, I want to say a solid hour and it got to the point where we were like guessing animals back and forth and i was getting them <laughs> it was a lot of fun that's awesome back to the dream thing it was the next night wasn't it brandon mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so i guess kind of to preface a little um getting all the backstory and yeah. lore today yeah. <laughs> um when i was in college i actually went to college for um pa it was pastoral training i'm actually ordained not in the church no anymore shit. but yeah yeah funny how that works out right now i'm a yeah. podcaster <laughs> <laughs> paranormal podcaster. take that um but uh one of my roles while i was in this program like a collegiate um pastoral training thing was word got around because i guess a couple people had came to me with like hey i had this really uh, disturbing dream and i would kind of just talk them through it almost like in air quotes obviously podcast you can't see this uh air quotes dream interpretations to where people like mm -hmm. Uh, bishops and deacons in our denomination would be calling me at like four in the morning being like hey um let me tell you about this nightmare i just had tell me, what, tell me what's going on so i had kind of like grown a little bit of a reputation of interpreting these things luke had that dream he told us i kind of gave my thoughts on it but then that night i have a dream where i'm like in an all-black space and there is this like soaking wet grotesque very wide mouth sharp teeth snake tongue that whole spiel right woman is like right up in my face and she's like about to lick me and she's just, she just tells me luke told me about you and then starts like laughing like maniacally and i was like oh cool like i'm, I'm in hell thanks luke <laughs> like you you sent a demon after me and now i'm in hell that's awesome yeah that's fucking terrifying yeah i don't think i've ever experienced that yeah, so then they both told me about it, and then I took care of it. But, And it hasn't bothered you guys since, as far as you've said, right? 
Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not that I'm aware. Luke, you said you haven't been on a paranormal investigation. I have not. I have not yet. So when are we going on one? Hmm. Oh wait, actually, actually. I mean, ISS Con. Sorry, little plug here. ISS Con is coming mm-hmm. up next month. We're going to be guests there all weekend. ISS Con. Really? Say. Where is ISS Con? Uh, Indiana State Sanatorium. That could be some fun. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> look into it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the stamp on it. I think that would be a good first ghost hunt for you. It's hell yeah. Huge. Hell yeah. I'm down. That would be awesome. But I'm very that down. Would be awesome. Make it happen. Yeah. I can send you all the information you guys need. Yeah, yeah please. Absolutely. And the three of us do travel quite often. So if you ever want to go yeah. to a haunted place in Michigan, Arkansas, anywhere, literally, Florida, <laughs> Florida, St. Augustine yeah. is super Pennsylvania. haunted. Cool, cool, but yeah, cool. definitely uh, that email that I've been talking to you through. Mm-hmm. Send me that info through there because that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, to absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. Um, I know we're getting close to time, so not to take up too much of your mer- your time, we might speed run the last few non-paranormal questions that we have for you. Cool. Cool. Brandon, you want right. to get some rapid fires off? Yeah. <laughs> so you've given music recommendations to your viewers in the past in the form of Two Towers by Fit for an Autopsy. Good choice, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you also mentioned that you essentially enjoy all kinds of art. So what are your deserted island book, movie, and video game? The video game. Okay. I'm going to take... Hmm. Damn, that's tough. I'm going to take seven days to die because I can play Ooh. that game endlessly forever. Okay. And... That's a never run pick. out of shit to do. That's a solid. That's okay. Yeah. Quick, oh, interesting yeah. fact about me. I cannot do any type of zombie <laughs> or horror <laughs> games or videos. And yet like ghost shit. Hell yeah. I'm there. I don't I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, now, do you have a movie and a book? Ooh. Oh, I have to take all three. I thought all three. I <laughs> one. I'm okay, being nice so on this deserted island. Video game. Seven days. Movie. Ooh. Oh, man. I feel like I'm on the spot here. There's so many movies. What do I have to <laughs> You're pick? good. It's uh, hard. It's hard. Yeah, I couldn't pick a movie or a book. I'm just going to go with The Big Lebowski because it's a comfort movie. Ooh, okay. Okay. Good pick. And for my book, Wool. Have you ever read Wool? Wool, no. I forgot who wrote it. I just remember the title. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Okay. Like W-O-O-L? Yes. Okay. That's my oh. book of choice. Hell yeah. Definitely going to look that one up. Uh, My question is, you seem to be a very confident speaker. Um, You're pretty articulate, like in all the podcasts that I've listened to. Um, I know things like editing obviously exist to help with that, but you do speak very well. Where does that come from? Just practice. Thanks. Um, Just pretending like I actually can. (laughs) (laughs) Fake it till you make it. Mind over matter. Hell yeah. Exactly. Uh, the yeah. key is That's to just keep talking, and if you fuck mm-hmm. up, just keep talking and fix it, and hope that <laughs> you know the next thing that you're about to say will make up for the fuck up, and then people <laughs> won't realize yeah. that it happened in the first place. Nice. Fuck yeah. No, fuck just yeah. I don't know. I, I was an English nut in school, and that was like mm-hmm. my best mm-hmm. subject. So that helps. Same. It just helps to. I, I like to <laughs> make sense sometimes. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Get my point across yeah. as clear as I can. Mm-hmm. 
if you were a dragon, right? Okay. What would be the what would be the thing that you hoarded? <laughs> Asking the real questions now, I know. I know, and I really want to think about this because it's important. Because it's important, it, so it has to be worth hoarding. Um, I'd probably say <laughs> unwrapped starbursts. Yes. Yes. Oh hell yeah! Yes, the little favorites. That's the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. You said favorites, like the the. That's a pool. The pack that has like only the red colors. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! I always get two bags every time I go to Target. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, oh shit! It's my turn. Sorry. Yes, um, no, you're fine. In your opinion, who is the most underrated, either YouTuber that's like a paranormal investigator or just YouTuber in general? I would probably say either Paranormal XP or Tommy Tombstone. Ooh. I just worked with Paranormal XP recently. Uh, they're great people, very, very kind people. They work super hard, uh, dedicated a ton of time, money, energy, and resources into making their channel work. It's all mm -hmm. honest, very legit content. Um, mm -hmm. Tommy's a little crass, but I love him. I think he's a great dude. <laughs> he's funny as hell, and he is insanely talented behind the camera. It's color grading, pacing, just everything. It's phenomenal. Uh, mm. Dude is super slept on like he should be making at least like low mid-budget films and he's he gets like a hundred or 200 views on youtube so wow wow um yeah hard working dude yeah i'll definitely yeah. be checking them out for sure oh it's my turn again shelby go Jeez. <laughs> um don't we'll see if you can make this a short answer but uh how did you matthew and david actually find each other and start working together I met David through Instagram, actually. We started following oh, each other because yeah. we started our endeavors around the same time. Uh, mm -hmm. He's close to me. He's about an hour away. Mm -hmm. And he has another team that he was running full time. And we collaborated, worked out really well, got along mm -hmm. great. Another year or so went by, uh, hit him up again. And it's just like, do you want to come do this with me full time? Mm -hmm. He said, sure. David, or sorry, Matt, I met him at the theater. Uh, Mandy, which is one of the scare managers that works there, she mm -hmm. reached out to me. I went out, introduced myself, saw the property. Matt was there working. He was mm -hmm. listening to some some blast beat song. I don't know. It was loud and it was heavy. And Mandy was uh -huh. like, sorry, that's Matt's music. And I was like, don't be sorry. I love that kind of music. Been friends ever since. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Final question. If you could only bring one camera with you, what camera would it be? Uh, the Canon EOS R7. Oh, nice. I got the yep. EOS, uh, EOS R recording right now. So respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's They're really good amazing quality. camera. Uh, just picked up the R7 not too long ago. Beautiful quality. Does everything I needed to and more for half the price of Canon's R5Cs and all the other high-end movie cameras. So, R7. nice. All right. Well, that's all. Pretty much all of our questions. Yeah, uh, at least for so much. No, this time. Yeah. Thank you. Sweet. Thank hey. you very much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Thank you guys thank for you having you me. Very I much. wouldn't butcher it too much. I haven't been on a podcast no. in like over a year, so I, I didn't know what to expect. 
Well, hopefully it, it didn't feel like three people grilling you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It was great. I really enjoyed the conversation. Getting to know you guys it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know, like, how often you guys are online or on PC or whatever, but I use Discord. I'm on here. Oh, back. Like, 12 hours a day because i this is my job so yeah yeah fair definitely please like reach out more i know you still have to do your outro i hope i'm not interrupting that but no, uh, no, no, no. Totally was great. say i'll be including uh some discord handles in the email as well <laughs> perfect yeah awesome cool but yeah. i mean is there anything that you want to plug throw out there where people can find you yeah, if you go to charmcityparanormal.com, all of my social links are posted there. I also post our our most recent investigations at the bottom of the webpage. Uh, you can find events on there if you want to support us, get merch. Um, all that stuff's there. Awesome. So that's charmcityparanormal.com, right? Yes, sir. Yep. That will be, for all you listeners, that will be in the episode description. So please, please. Go pick up some go pick up some merch because I know that's always a lot of fun to get used to see people rock your merch out in public. So especially if you're out in like the northeast US area, you know, pick up some merch. <laughs> but hell yeah. Mike, again, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fun getting to finally, you know, interact face to face over a, a screen, yeah. but um, still face to face. Brandon yeah. and I might be massive fangirls of yours, just so you know. So, yeah, it's been fun. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've only been watching for a very long time. Oh, right. Now. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon was only pacing back and forth for 30 minutes before this started. <laughs> Thanks for outing oh. me. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hey, okay. you have me as a piss boy. Too, okay, so. don't even. yeah (laughs) well cool but yeah hopefully we can meet up at um in indiana that'd be a lot of fun fun. please Mm -hmm. please come out there's gonna be so many awesome people that are coming out both as vendors and as people attending Mm -hmm. adam is the man he runs all these Mm -hmm. events he has all these properties such a great dude uh i think it would be fun you get to meet a lot of really cool people and yeah Hell yeah. Luke, for you, Indiana State Sanatorium will be a hell of a first investigation. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I'm so, so down. I'm so excited. That is like, that's, that's like the Rolls Royce right there. You just you just jumped right in to S-Class doing that. Let's oh, do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Listeners, go subscribe to Charm City. Make sure you wash your hands and in your ass in the shower you haven't in a couple of days and i know it i'm looking at you whether or not there's you think a portal that shampoo there. running down your body is enough <laughs> nasty oh also yeah don't tap the glass don't don't yeah. do that don't tap the glass